Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Manchester Football Social. The Wednesday Club. Good evening. My name is Joe McGrath. This is Excess Manchester. This is the Wednesday Club. Every Wednesday, of course, we sit around a little microphone. Three microphones, in fact. We have a special guest, though, today who I'll tell you about. And we just talk all things football. Uh, unfortunately, we've got an international break, so we'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> for this first section yeah. of talking points. But we will just doing find... the scraping sound for you. Well, the man with the scraping sound, uh, the many voices, uh, Mr Ian <laughs> Cheeseman from Manchester City. Yeah, all right. Ian. And Steve Shanyaski uh, joining us as well for two weeks on the trot. I know. Hello. Are you off to? Are you off to sunny America? Soon? I'm going to America soon. Um, going to see me mate. Um, going having a few days over there. This is purely on a jolly. I know every text he sent me is about getting absolutely smashed. Not looking this Smash this. Smash that. And I'm like, I'm 42, mate. You My hangover is four it. days old. Even if I get if I if I get smashed one day, that's me for the rest of the weekend. Done. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today on the show, we want to obviously talk about uh, Bolton, uh, Bolton fans saved from an administration. We're trying to get a Bolton fan on, uh, so if you uh, want to give us a call, 0345-117625, relief, or is it just still confusion about how your club is being run at the minute? We'll be talking about the international break, sort of picking some stories up that you want to talk about. Also, the Champions League, could it be played outside of Europe? The Champions League final today uh, being revealed, it could be held somewhere else. I'll tell you that location coming up. We've got Bands FC in the studio as well in the second section, talking about the uh, the musician and football uh, combination that is at National Football Museum. Loads to talk about, including looking forward to the Premier League return as looking well. Back, looking forward to club football. Looking forward to club football. Oh my Lord, please. How has it been, Steve? You've been, you've been tired, you just, you just want football back Do you know, in your I've life. been mowing the lawn, I've been <laughs> doing the weeding, getting everything ready for, for uh, autumn. And not, I've just not really... I, I couldn't invest... I invested my time and my passion into the World Cup. I can't... I don't feel this at all yet. At, like, I don't I don't want to even watch England yet. I want to watch United getting all getting rid of all these little creases and bumps they seem to be having already. And I will say, we've got Watford coming up and we're actually a little bit fortunate 
that they've played a few games because had we played them in the first, second or third game of the season, I reckon we would, we would have got caught out. We would have been ambushed is the way, way I feel think I could describe it. He's only thought of that because he's been guarding all week about the ambush. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you been using my garden? Uh, it's in the... your bush that's the problem. <laughs> uh, for you, Steve, then, let's pick, talk about Marcus Rashford scoring a goal again for England, England last night, 2-2. Two two. Um, a lot of people then focus on Rashford, he does well under Southgate. Is, he ta- is it time for him to step up to, to Old Trafford, make sure he's in the first team for Manchester United? Can he do what he's doing for England for United this United, season? United's problem, full stop, is the finishing. You know what? It doesn't matter what goes on the rest of the pitch. When that ball and one-on-ones with Lukaku and Rashford, any of them, the finishing is what is letting us down every single time. If, if Rashford is confident and that's, and that's completely changed over two games for England... I think it's unlikely, but that would be great. But I really don't think it's likely. Our finishing is the issue. We just, I still feel now, we've not quite got that super killer striker that you need to, to, to you know, to win a Champions League or to win it, uh, the Premiership or anything. I just feel that Lukaku just ever so slightly isn't quite up to the up to the par of a great Much striker. Seventy five million anymore, dear. You don't. You don't, mate. You don't. You don't get much for seventy-five million. Anymore. Lukaku did score on, on the on the uh, last night as well uh, for for Belgium. He yeah. scoring does give you a headache. Or do you see the ability of Lukaku and and Rashford being able to play together somehow? That would be glorious, wouldn't it? If we had a, um, a partnership that sort of developed, and you know, he's a strong. He's fast, but uh, uh, Lukaku, he's fast, but he's a strong, mighty, mighty player, and then. Him putting it to um, say Rashford cutting in at just an extreme pace that would be a great a great partnership. But is the finishing Rashford? Rashford, it's the post too many times for United my liking. It frightens me. For, for what you've just described to happen, United have actually got to have an attacking philosophy. Don't yeah. you think that is at the root of the problem? Uh, well, that that would certainly be part of the problem. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I felt I felt like the first was it the second game of the season they were trying to shake off that that uh, that strategy that had been most of most of the games last year um, against Tottenham Tot- uh, Tottenham we could we could have really won that game there was again there was too many chances missed and the way that we were playing was was fast and um um counter striking sort of play and, and and completely again completely opposite to what you're saying so hopefully they're developing a new strategy because I get the feeling and everyone's saying it, all the press, a lot of um, fans, a lot of um, enemy fans as well. Mourinho's strategies are getting old and tired. Do you know what I mean? The other thing as well is he's got books out. Another Anyone playing him, just read the books. Read about what his philosophies are and you learn everything you need to know. Part he needs to stop. He needs to just... Yeah, well, you, James, Jamie Oliver's got a recipe book out, but just because you can read his recipe doesn't mean you can cook like him. You totally can. No, you can't. Totally <laughs> no, you can't. That's a well no, bad example. That's a well bad there, example. Steve. It's not a bad example, is it? You're saying Mourinho's put out what his strategies are. Well, Jamie Oliver's put out what he puts into a, a wa- pasta dish. Listen, I've watched. Doesn't Jamie mean you cook Smith's like cookery him. books. I've read them, and she teaches you how to boil an egg, and I've mastered that now perfectly, which proves that if you read the can book, you make foie gras? No, but I can boil an egg perfectly. Well, so it's just the same. And, and actually, United's football is about as complicated as boiling an egg anyway. <laughs> oh, don't say that, the bus and stay where it is. But I'm telling you now, um, it, does feel like the stra- it does feel like the strategy is all a bit old and tired and everyone can sort of... 
um, second guess what he's up to and stuff. He's West, a West Ham fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening on the radio has not got a clue what's going on, but Joe's decided to blow stuff. I found some bubbles, sorry, sorry. So far, so um, it just feels like... I feel like he's trying now to really change a little bit of what's going on and um, and, and and play a, a much faster team. Well, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. We've had a we've had a a really staccato staccato rather <laughs> start to the season because great we had uh, Leicester won, then we had a terrible game against Brighton, then we had a terrible game against Spurs, but showed promise. And now international, and then ready in an international break. Maybe Mourinho will do Tonight, better man. now after this break because he went for a little trip, didn't he? So maybe he'll be better now. Oh. <laughs> the video of Mourinho falling over—that's the last thing you want. Right I've ever see. Uh, let's talk then about uh, Man City. Nothing really has happened. Uh, no, Nothing. No stories. Boring, Everyone's come boring, back uh, about an injury, I suppose. I can't I've think of any. anyone that's picked no. up. Uh, Sane had a birth of his child, so all that kind of oh, he's left the Germany squad, blah blah blah. Sort of moved to one side. Um, I think the question you asked Forever Blue was did this break come for the right time for both Manchester clubs Steve I'll ask you and then I'll ask you Ian did this break sort of come for the right time for, for Mourinho and Old Trafford did he need this sort of Absolutely couple of weeks to, to sit back look what's happened we got Luke Shaw unconscious do you know what I mean we didn't we didn't need that I felt like we'd had we'd had a win um, sorry we'd had a win and then we could start getting things back on track because we had a really bizarre, awkward start to the season, and, and now, and then straight away international break, Pogba's starting being weird on his um, interviews and Twitter again and stuff like that. Let's get back to the football and let's get back to winning on that pitch because that's the only thing that matters. It's, to me, I get really frustrated with all this Twitter um, activity that Man United seem to be more interested in than actually what's going on on the pitch. We need to start winning every single game and becoming that great, great squad, which is why we're a multi-billion pound corporation because because of what's gone in our history. Great, we were, we are, we are a great uh, club. Just at the moment, we just feel like we're. We're thinking sideways instead of what the main thing is. We're just getting the bit, getting the league one, and getting the Champions League one, or at least having a fair crack at it, and not doing what we did against Sevilla. Uh, FIFA released their shortlist for FIFA Pro um, this By the way, the week. Breaks come at a good time for City. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Why? Because. They've had so many players that were away at the World Cup. They've not had a proper pre-season. Yeah. This time, David Silva's not gone away. Sergio Aguero's not gone away. Laporte's not gone away. So there's a few players there who've perhaps had a little bit of a break, a much-needed break. And maybe, it seems bizarre to say after four games, but actually a chance for their players to do a little bit of late pre-season to get themselves right up to it. And from now on, and it's the same with United, obviously... The games are going to come every three days, right mm. through to the next international break. So you've got two legs of the Champions League and a League Cup tie in the midweeks between all the league games, then another international break. And then assuming that City and United stay in the League Cup, it continues on like that all the way till Christmas. So you've really got to be starting to, to do it now regularly, have that tempo, have that pace. And I think the break, for City anyway, my, my reading of it is that probably that, that break has come at the right time to have a little bit of a... Of a, not a refresher, but a chance to get themselves ready for what's coming. The fifth Pro World uh, Cup shortlist for the best players on the planet, building up to the Ballon d'Or, was released yesterday. Um, City have three in the list. Did you see the list? I didn't. No, no. Okay, well, here's a, here's, here's, tell, old here's a new game that I've just came up. Okay. Um, can you <laughs> did, did, guess? Did, was the music? 
no no music because I thought you'd have known all three so I've, no. not, se- I've not seen it uh, if I mention how many of United got I, well that's what I was going to say if I mentioned that one um, uh, defender was in it who would you pick uh, Otamendi he's not even played this season so this is of the year this is of the year so it will be including your Centurion uh, oh I, Kyle Walker Defender, I'm guessing they might have gone for John Stones then. Kyle Walker is correct from yes. Steve. Got two, know your own team, And you've only Jeez, got man. two midfield players, which means the headline for us <laughs> well, is that no Sergio... Silva. Yeah, that's what I would have said, yeah. No Sergio Aguero in the list, um, but it has come under fire as Lukaku was in the list for the 55-man shortlist. So you look at Lukaku from Manchester United, what he did, apparently he made uh, more of an impression than Sergio Aguero to get into that shortlist of 55. You've got a question who came up with the shortlist. You've got a question why time and time again Sergio Aguero is just not looked upon. I'm glad the you're talent, The talent of what he is. I'm glad I mean, you're do you, what it. do you agree? Do you think Lukaku should be there in front of Aguero? I feel like I just need to quantify what I was saying before. It's the finishing. How do you finish? It's the finishing. No, but now he's... But Aguero... But let me just cross-reference. Aguero, from what I've seen, when he gets the chances executes like that and I really would have been I'm really surprised that they're both not in there and it's just Lukaku that's there that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to say I'll pick one because I'll pick Lukaku I won't make any comment on the £75 million United striker but what I will say is that Sergio Aguero of course should be in there Um, he doesn't take every single chance but he is pretty deadly and I think he's improved a lot this year anyway in his team play under Pep Guardiola and, and it staggers me that him and David Silva don't get more of these sorts of awards, etc. But they're also quite, believe it or not, quite modest type of players, undemonstrative players. And obviously there's a media agenda anyway against City, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, yeah. you think then, Steve, uh, in terms of your shortlist? Um, De Gea and Lukaku being the only United players in there. Uh, no one else really would stand out for you, do you think? Um, not really, I guess. I mean, Ashley Young had a good season, didn't he? Lingard had a good season, but it's not it's not enough to get into the top fifty. What is it? The fifty in the in the world? Yeah. No, it's just, I, I totally I totally agree. Really, it's it's been we had a frustrating year last year. <sighs> I just feel like God, I hope we can sort of pull our socks up this year a bit more and and compete. I'm hoping that um. Uh, oh God! What's he called? Liverpool's main striker. He's not Salah. Yeah, Salah. So if he's not, he doesn't feel like he's in form yet. And if if he doesn't, because yes, last season was utterly incredible the way he played. It's not quite happened yet this season. And I'm hoping game on game that might be the case because that might just be a spike in form. And if that's the case, Liverpool are never going to challenge for the title because we're going to get a one big play- clue this weekend, aren't we? Because yeah. Tottenham play Liverpool. Yep. And if Liverpool go and win that game, five out of five, and winning against Tottenham yeah. at Wembley, it's at yeah. Wembley, isn't it? Yeah. Then you think, well, there's not going to be many people, even though most people have acknowledged that they will be in the title race, who are going to dismiss them now if they do that. So a big game on, at the weekend. And they, they had the same result that we had against Leicester. So, you know, we're very similar in, in results so far. Yeah, obviously they've won, but 
Um, Very similar. They've won. <laughs> United have won two. Losses. Yeah, but I mean, like the one, like the similar, big, so the big teams uh, like that, and it, it will be a test. We're going to have a good. chat about Bolton uh, in a second, uh, but we and Ryan's on the phone. Hopefully, we'll have Daryl as well. Uh, we're going to speak about to two Bolton fans uh, who get their different opinions. But before that, I just want to have a chat about the Champions League. Where's it going? I'll tell you where it's going. It could be going all the way to New York to no. New. Give over the no. final. Times Square. And no bands FC are in the corner. They're going to New York very, very soon for their exhibition. Uh, the Champions League final could be on its way to I'd New rather York. It was at Briz at um, the what's it called? Kit Kat Stadium, uh, York City. Never mind uh, taking it to New York. Take it to <laughs> Old York. Keep it in this country. Not well, not in this country, but keep it in Europe. Keep it in Europe. Keep I totally Europe. agree. Yeah. Come on. Right, we're going to bring in Ryan now. Hello. Ryan is a Bolton fan. Ryan, Hi. are you well, mate? Yeah, good, mate. You? Oh, right. Very well. I don't think you could tell you from Bolton. Ryan, we <laughs> want to chat about what, what's been happening to your club over the last 24, yeah. 48 hours. Uh, it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster ride. News coming out that uh, you have avoided administration. But how has it felt being yeah. a Bolton fan for the last day or so? Uh, nothing changed really as a Bolton fan. We have go through the roller coaster of emotions for the last 10, 15 years really. But I think getting over it a couple of years ago, all the blue marble stuff, and since the Andersons come in, we felt like we turned the corner. And the start we've had to the season, I actually felt really optimistic. Um, and you know, as did a lot of the fans. But in, in the back of my head, I almost kind of felt like we, we probably would get out of it because no club in five years has had that 12-point deduction. So, I mean, it was going to bed. I didn't sleep at all on Monday night. I read that tweet. I sent it to my dad and was like, oh, we're, we're knackered, basically. Mm. But when I saw the stuff coming through from um, the chief news writer for Bolton and we're just watching, he's like, he had like a live blog going, I think, on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was a lot to take in, but I kind of always thought we'd be okay, but it looked worrying, it did look really, really worrying, but I just thought, we're Bolton, we should pull through this and something will come out, so, but yeah, it was, it was. I did, I'll be honest, I did not sleep at all on Monday night, so, I can imagine, I'll ask you some more questions, I just want to bring Daryl in, who's yeah. an also a Bolton fan, Daryl, uh, how are you doing mate, uh, friend of uh, XS, thank you for joining us Daryl. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. So what the question was to Ryan then is, how did you feel of the last 48 hours of being a Bolton fan, the roller coaster ride that was, the, the tweet that went out uh, the other night, and now the sort of, OK, you've avoided administration, but is this the end of the story? Uh, well, Ryan will know, we're Bolton Wanderers fans. This is what we do. We're used to this kind of up and down. <laughs> right now, we've had years and years and years of this. Um, it's, been, it's been rocky, to say the least. It's been um, incredibly tense incredibly worrying it did feel at one point particularly uh, late late Monday night as Ryan says into Tuesday morning uh, similarly saw that tweet late, late on Monday night and uh, saw the statement from Ken Anderson late Monday night and assumed the worst um, Monday uh, Tuesday morning came around and I think up until about half ten-ish when we got the confirmation that uh, there was a new deal on the table it did look as though we were we were done for uh, and it was heartbreaking utterly utterly heartbreaking um, but moreover I think frustrating more than anything Ryan talked about that amazing start that we've made to the season uh, we, we're 11 points in, in, the, in the bank wins away from home players uh, played out of their skin manager absolutely delivering he's, he's, he's worked miracles and a wonder job over the past few years never mind at the start of this season with a, a relatively weak squad and then to have that all come crumbling down because of frankly bad business now we, let's be honest about this it's bad business 
Bolton fans, Bolton fans at the moment are, are pretty split on uh, whether it was whether we should praise uh, Ken Anderson or be criticising him and calling for him uh, to, to to leave the club to walk away from the club. And I kind of sit somewhere in the middle, but probably more inclined to say that Ken Anderson's uh, uh, dealings of the past few years have, le- have left a lot to be desired. Um, I think ultimately he's taken this down to the wire. He promised that this debt would would have been sorted. He promised that this debt would have been uh, paid off and, and would have, and would have, and it was achievable. The payment repayment of this debt was achievable. And as it's come down to it, on the eleventh hour, it isn't. Blue Marble have turned around and said that they were not happy with whatever proposal Ken Anderson made. He's then had to reach out and cobble some money together, which proves that he isn't financially capable of running the football club. Players, staff, coaching uh, coaching staff, the staff at the, at the grounds, the people who run the club shop, the people who are coaching the kids at the weekends, they're going unpaid on a regular basis. It keeps cropping up. At pre-season, our players went on strike. They refused to play a game in Scotland on the basis that they'd been uh, they hadn't been uh, paid. Uh, I think it was two or three members of the team hadn't been paid bonuses that, that were due, and so the rest of the team went on strike with them. Ken Anderson issued a statement which left me frankly disgusted in the days afterwards, and he, he blamed the players. Uh, he put the responsibility for the, the, the cancellation uh, of, of the, of the, uh, the match solely onto them uh, and called for them basically to get back in line. Uh, Carl Henry has been uh, tweeting over the last couple of days that he has yet to receive, he was a, a, a midfielder that played for the last season, he's yet to receive bonuses. Uh, there are several former players. <laughs> what you, I think what you're saying is, Darrell, there's, there's a lot of trouble behind the scenes. Yeah. I think what, 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 what he wants to say something. You've had, you know, both, both of you, I know, follow Mark Isles, Bolton News, and I know he's, he's sort of basically the, the go-to person for Bolton Wanderers News. And, and according to the Bolton News, so that's coming from Mark, uh, Bolton have a funding gap now over the next 12 months of £13 million. So whilst they may have avoided administration, that must be very worrying because you're thinking if there's any players there that have got any value, come January, yes, the club have made a great start. Do, do you worry now that if that's going to roll out the way that Mark seems to think it will, that come the end of this season, despite where you are at the moment, there could be another relegation in the cards and then it gets even harder to get your finances back in order. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think I think that the, the, the bottom line is that Ken Anderson has done a lot to rework uh, the financial structure of the football club in the in the in the last uh, eighteen months. But ultimately, he isn't. He doesn't have the financial rights to own the football club. It's as simple as that. I think he is looking for a buyer, and I think that he is uh, uh, trying his best in certain places, in certain parts. But as you said, there is a funding gap, and as a football club, as a business, as any business that employs as many people as it does, that sits at the heart of the community in the way that Bolton Wanderers does, mm-hmm. that is desperately, desperately worrying, and something has to give, something has to change. Uh, Daryl, thank you very much, mate. I know it was last minute, but he, he uh, came on there, and he, as a Bolton fan, I, it's hard work that. Ryan, uh, for yourself, uh, um, do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Is, is things going to be all right? Yeah, if if we did what we did on the last day of the previous season, then you know performance and money. There's there's people out there with money to buy the club. That's the way I look at it. You've always got to see light at the end of the tunnel. And the slight difference and problem we've got this year, um, what what someone just touched on then was we probably don't have any assets. Realistically, the only person that we could sell in January to make any money off is Sammy Amiobi, but he's 
pushing on mid to late 20s. He's only got a 12-month deal, so we won't get any money for him. So we're going to have to do it through playing football. And I think the players know that. That's why we've had such a good start to the season. Being frank, I don't think we'll be anywhere near relegation. And I know that's bold, but I just think the players that he's got, there's no stupidly big earners that are picking up a pay packet and not delivering. All those players are now, it's, it's a really good blend. Um, so I do I do see like the tunnel. Yeah, there's, there's a 13 million funding gap, but... But you can do it. I can hear by your voice, Ryan. You're ready for it. You're ready for it. I, I think the two fans there, I can just, no one wants to see the club go through that. Daryl and Ryan, uh, Bolton fans there. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to Bolton with QPR on the weekend. Um, I, my mate's birthday, so we're all going down there. Everyone wants to give me an old Bolton shirt. I'm an extra large. Um, uh, don't, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? Stop saying that. Cheese man. We've got to go because Thank you very much, Ryan and Daryl, for giving their time to access to talk about Bolton. We're going to be speaking to Bands FC. Uh, the man uh, behind it is in the studio now with a smile on his face. Uh, we're going to have a little uh, break and be back right after this. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. The Wednesday Club. Hello, my name is Joe McGrath. This is Excess Manchester. Thank you for joining the Wednesday Club with Ian and Steve joining me. Uh, passionate Bolton fans before that. Thank you very much. If you're a Bolton fan, you want to have your say. You can always drop us a text, 87711. We can be in touch with you. We have got a gentleman in the studio. The lovely Mark is here with us from Bands FC. Mark, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, you all right? Yes, I am fine. Thanks very much. I'm very well. Oh, thank you for asking me. No, no other <laughs> guests really ask me. Do you know what I mean? When I ask Ian and Steve how they're doing, they just say, yeah, I'm good. But you were kind enough to ask me back. Yeah, I'm doing all right, Mark. Joe. We worry about ah, your yeah, health so much away. we don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, to be honest. Extra large shirt. Bands FC. <laughs> extra large. I can do a large in Primark. Bands FC. Let's talk about that. Now, for people who don't know, um, and I'm sure you've been rushed off your feet because it is something that's just rocked. Uh, everywhere I look, Bands FC is there. It can only be a good thing as it's bringing music and football together. Um, so, do you now, with all these interviews you've done, Mark, yeah. have an answer for what is Bands FC? Well, we put it up as uh, in the museum as. You know, museums have got loads of text about what's on on display. We just summed it up in two lines. Bands as football teams, football teams as bands. And it's as simple as that, but uh, as incredible yeah. as that. Uh, the, the gentlemen in the studio, Ian and Steve, are on uh, Bands FC's website. If you've uh, got the ability to get your phone out now and go on Twitter, etc., whilst you're listening to us, uh, make sure you do. Bands FC on Twitter, you'll find it straight away if you search it. It's an incredible it thing that's happening of bringing band logos and football crests together to create just pieces of yeah, art that everyone fantastic. does. It's not just band logos, though. It is anything to do with the band, mm -hmm. so it could be... Um, it could just be uh, something from an album cover or something they're, you know, that's related to the band's uh, ethos or mood or anything. Yeah, it's I not think, just. I think uh, the, what, what's nice about it when you, your story is um, when you were getting the idea together it was not just about the bands and the football. It was about when you were kids and when you collect panini stickers and. It was about quite the physical side of uh, of things when you were a kid, and the art and the visible side of things. Yeah. I'm just seeing eleven men running about on the pitch, but just absolutely. Like, I think uh, so. When you're a kid at school, you know, I, pe people asked me when I was like about nine or ten, who do you support? And I didn't. And um, <laughs> I picked Leeds for like a year because I liked the badge, right? And that okay, was that was yeah. the reason. And um, and I remember the uh, I, I had the England Admiral kit. 
when I was at school because I liked it. Yeah. It, it wasn't really a, a supporting thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like the aesthetics. We've gone, on, we've gone on the website, and if there's anything that shows uh, how we are divided as personalities, me and Cheeseman, Cheeseman's drooled straight away over ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain the ABBA one? What is the ABBA one, Mark? Um, well, it's a Swedish national badge. We released out... During the World Cup, when England were playing Sweden, we brought out an, an England badge, which was done as the lightning seeds. Yeah. Um, to do that badge, we replaced the, the text of England with lightning seeds, and then the roses that are on the badge, we kept the three lines, but replaced the roses with rent, ten red strawberries. Strawberries are on their album, Jollification. And actually, a nice thing since that, last weekend, we actually uh, had the shirts made up the, at the band's request and they wore them on stage for oh, us. Oh, mega. Well, not just for us. For Maybe everyone. Abba's <laughs> new Tory and they might be seeing Bands FC. Yeah, it's not so about. Listen, if I've got one of them shirts, I'd wear it. <laughs> I'd get one of them. <laughs> Cheeseman went for Abba, I went for Aphex Twin, the acid electronica. Aphex Twin. Uh, then moving on to uh, the, the start of the story. So you got together with a gentleman called Nick and you yeah. this idea formed um, what, what the idea to create football and um, uh, uh, music logos should you say uh, what was the first one you did the first one we did was Echo and the Bunnymen okay. I, did, I did that because like they're my favourite band and been massive fans since I was at school and it it just seemed the right one to do. I could see it straight away in my head, replacing the, on their logo, you know, on their club crest, you've got the liver bird. Replace that with what the bunny men use, this kind of like bunny god thing. Yeah. Mm. Replace you'll never walk alone with uh, a line from the Killing Moon, fate up against your will. Um, and in the kind of ironwork on the top, I hid kind of like um, the Killing Moon and two horses representing bring on the dancing horses oh, um, so, so just hiding things sometimes mm -hmm. they're not all that complicated some are really simple and obvious and, and they all connect in different ways but that's how that one started the first one it's funny because last night on, on uh, Forever Blue we had an artist on who was talking about this dream scene picture and it wasn't just a case of painting uh, individual players it was about that type of detail that you're talking yeah. about um, putting putting little little sort of quirky things in. We put details in that on some of them that um, not everyone sees. Um, well, you, you came to the exhibition. Yeah, uh, and my favourite one carpets. is the Spiral Carpets one, which I'll let you tell. Okay. The detail in it is lovely. Well, there are obvious things straight away. There's an owl on there with like the the eyes of the, the cow that the Spiral Carpets yeah. use. But um, we... I think on the original band it says AFC, we'd change that to FAC, it stands for, uh, uh, no, it's to change it to CAF, sorry, cool as football, we like to say. <laughs> and then, um, but the, hidden in the in the, the feathers are the band members and the word moo. No, you haven't <laughs> spotted that. I didn't spot it, but also the, the lovely gesture is the stars across the top. Uh, and one of them being black for, for Craig Gill uh, yeah. as well, which is just ah, a... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can just take these badges and you can sit and you can analyse them so long. The big ones for us are the Manchester City and the Manchester United ones. Uh, so I think the obvious one, who, who's who got the Manchester City uh, connection there? What have you done with well, that? Well, we, we went with Oasis. I think we had to, on some of those clubs, we went with Real Allegiance. That You know, that, mm -hmm. that was an obvious... So and what about, is it Stone Rose, is that Manchester? Yeah, it is. If you yeah, click on the S on the website there, and if you're watching, uh, or again, 
S. No, no, you got to go for O for Oasis. Oh, and that'll show you oh, the Manchester City that, badge. Yeah. Make sure you go to the website, bandsfc.com, and then click on S to see the Stone Roses and Manchester United. Well, uh, was there ever a band or a badge that was a struggle for you to connect with somewhere? Taylor Did Swift, it... someone like that. <laughs> it's not a band, is it? <laughs> oh, it's a B band. The Taylor Swift band. Yeah, what about uh, yeah, the Pussycat Dolls? Um, what was, it? was there ever... ever one that was hard to connect to a football badge or was one that took more work than others? Some have took a lot of work. I think the Beatles one, we knew there was pressure on with that um, and we didn't want to be obvious and do Liverpool, mm. right? So we put it off for a little bit and then we discovered that um, the... Do you know what the... Uh, okay, nicknames of teams has been a really big thing of like looking at and the nickname for Villarreal is... Do you know? No. Yellow Submarines. Ah, oh, so come on, there's nothing better. Don't, what, what a great makes league. It makes you think, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, this started as just, I'm guessing, just a, a, a hobby, a thing to do. It's taken a, a life of its own. It has. What's happening now and what's next for Bands FC? Well, the exhibition is on for 11 weeks and, it's, and it opened on Friday and that's at the National Football Museum and it's free. So come along. We're adding new things to that um, every day. Something new went in today, which is a Radiohead shirt. So the badges ha are being uh, made into some shirts for e exhibiting in, in the museum. But we've had the go-ahead from the band Pulp to create yeah. the Sheffield Wednesday Pulp mix-up no uh, to, to raise money for charity. Yeah. Um, so that's happening i think we, we we've announced that yesterday or today and uh and, that, and that's just kind of getting going amazing other things that are going on um well we've we, we've got quite a few exhibitions coming up um it does go to new york like you said mm -hmm. so so that all the all the exhibitions are on the website if you want to have a look uh, at where it's going yeah we've got a one-day thing locally um, in, I think it's November, uh, to Salford Lads Club. Perfect. Then it goes in January to the British Music Experience in Liverpool. Um, uh, yeah, and, and actually Mexico City. You would never imagine <laughs> this. No but, way. Um, yeah, the British Embassy over there were looking for something culturally that linked music and football to... Oh open, my God, I wonder what they could pick. A new kind of... Uh, they'd redone the, the metro or the rail system or something there, and, and they wanted to to have something to, to to show off British arts, culture, football, and somebody went, check out this, Bands FC. And now, so they're having a display. Where's Ma is Manu Chow from Mexico? Is that... That's an, ama <laughs> no, they're an amazing... they're an amazing band. They're an amazing Manu, Manu Chow. Chow. Are they from Mexico? You should... You should I think they are, yeah. You, you should get Manu <laughs> Chow. <laughs> you don't tease me, mate. Manu Chow, an amazing band, but I, yeah. they probably aren't from Mexico. But um, have a look. Maybe try and make one for, the, for a Mexican... One when you're over there. I've got a book here with uh, not one up millions in, so <laughs> I, you can you can remind me afterwards. And I'll write it. In. Okay, yeah, mate. Uh, for for you, when you sit back and you watch this, you're coming on, you're doing interviews, you're on Northwest tonight, you're on Premier League TV, yeah. doing all this. Did it take off how you thought, or has it all just been a bit too much? It's very on? surreal. I bet uh, it is. Of course, it is. I've, the most surreal thing is I'm on a football show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I think that every time I come in. <laughs> Sometimes when you answer one of my questions, Steve, I think that as well. Uh, when you, when um, when is it finished? Then when? So make sure people go to the National Football Museum. Yeah. When when is the closing? Uh, when the closing down? 
Well, November, it, mid-November? It, yeah, it is mid-November 22nd, something like that. Something it, like it's, that. it's on for 11 weeks. Perfect. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming oh, in. Really before we ask that, we're going to ask these gentlemen <clears> here. Uh -huh. uh, the question we put to them is if they could take a musician yeah. and put them in their football team, who would it be and why? Steve, I'm going to play yours and then you're going to tell us why. Who is going in your Who team? would you not want as a striker breathing down your neck? Shane McGowan in defence. <laughs> he's a full-back. He's, he's the last thing between you and the goals, and he's running at your full pelt. I mean, it's unlikely he's going to run, but <laughs> you'll have to go towards him, to be honest with you. But just even that 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 face, that boat race in front of you, George he'll give you the fear. George the reincarnated. He makes Pete a Beardsley look sexy cute. <laughs> and Ian Cheeseman. What is this? Style panache. It's the orchestrator, the man in the middle, like Pep. You know, who looks after the team and makes oh, it, God. pulls all the strings. Now, this is Andre Ryu with his... Never. Andre Ryu. <laughs> the founders of XS are turning the graves. Andrew, what's he called? Listen, if he could go for Beth Tweddle and play <laughs> for the United <laughs> team, which he did a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Steve Genyaski. <laughs> what's this guy called? Andre, Andre Ryu. Ryu. Now, is he... It's quite nice, actually, isn't it? I, I, I thought he's an opera singer. It sounds no, like he's, a football, he's a doesn't he? <laughs> he does I got like a better one. If you're going to go opera singer, you want Pavarotti in net. Ain't no <laughs> way you're getting past that. No way at all. Hey, Mark, thank you very yeah. much. Stephen, you stay there, because coming up after this little break, we're going to be talking about the Premier League. It is back in action. We're also going to be announcing our wonderful Wednesday Club phone. It is being delivered to us and we are so happy that it's here because it's taking us forever. We'll be right back after this. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social. The Wednesday Club. Hello, my name is Joe. This is XS Manchester. Thank you very much for listening. The Wednesday Club in its final section. It's been a wonderful show today. If you just tune in and you missed any of it, we had a chat about Marcus Rashford earlier, as well as where the Champions League could be played in the future. And speaking to Bolton fans about the fact they've sort of avoided administration, but the, you don't know what's going to happen to you, Ian. Ian is but eagerly wanting to say something. Isn't don't forget Steve? your phone, Joe. I won't forget my phone. That's the Wednesday Club phone will be, we'll announce that right after you speak to our team of the week. Still not got a jingle for our team of the week. Um, it is a jingle for the phone later on. Yes, I do, mate. When we spoke to uh, that, spoke listen, that poor lad out, from Bolton out. and you came in like the talisman of death, <laughs> telling them, I've just read that by yeah, the end of the season, you'll have a deficit so, so of £13 if you, if you million. Hear, pounds. If you didn't hear the Wednesday Club with the Bolton <laughs> callers, he just came in comedian. killed their hopes yeah. and dreams. <laughs> team of the week is very simple. It is where we take a team from around our wherever uh, the northwest area, or it can be Great Manchester, etc., and we shine a bit of light on them, take away from the Premier League clubs and the rich clubs. The rich clubs, cut, apart from Bolton, so they can be our team of the week next week <laughs> if they want. And we get them on the phone and we just have a chat with them. Uh, we've got Matthew from West Disbury and Shortland AFC. Matthew, good evening, mate. Good evening. Hiya. Are you well, Matthew? Uh, yeah, wonderful, yeah. All Tell right. us Good then. Oh, thank you. Very <laughs> a nice, we get nice people on the phone, don't we? Yes, there you are. Yeah, I sound very well. Uh, Wes, Disbury and Shaw and AFC. Uh, tell us about them, when they were formed, uh, and what you get up to in the club. Uh, well, they were formed uh, 1908, 
uh, told around in the uh, Manchester League's the most strip for about it's about ten years ago. They got up to like being on the football pyramid. Uh, it's about five, year, five years ago I got involved. I'm uh, yeah, I'm on the committee. Uh, I help with the social media and marketing, and just do as <laughs> everybody does in Norway, just do uh, a lot of like odd jobs everywhere to make sure things keep ticking over. I think that's what that comes across with these team of the weeks. There's a lot of grafters in the team. Everyone's got to pick up yeah. a bit of a job and do this and do that. Um, where do you play then, uh, Matthew? <laughs> they never have me on the team. Oh no! Sorry, yeah. meant whereabouts? <laughs> Not like what position? I mean, like whereabouts the West the West Dinsby play? I didn't think you were centre back. Oh god, no! Um, no, we play uh, we play uh, Chorlton, um, just off Beach Road in Chorlton. Uh, so yeah, South Manchester, uh, just by the River Mersey. Um, yeah, it's a love a love a little ground, Bookburn Road. Is it just a senior team or is it youth teams? Uh, yeah, we've got um, we've got uh, senior teams, we've got uh, women's teams, uh, youth like youth teams all the way down to like year one, as far as um, as far as I know. So yeah, it's um, it's fairly like big operations, a lot, lot going on. Matthew, did you say uh, you've been going since 1908, or did I mishear that? Uh, yeah, the club's been going since 1908. So Matthew's clearly not been going since Matthew 08. Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> but um, what's the highest position you've ever made in 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 the club history? <laughs> Uh, it's, it's about two years ago when we came. Uh, we came sixth in the Northwest Counties. Oh um, right! Yeah. And you became you became famous because I've been doing some research on this for this wonderful chat right here. Homers, 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 you what, sorry? Were you one of the voices singing that chant? Yeah, I was going to say, you can hear my, uh, my horrible drunken voice in that, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you listen closely. It got uh, picked yeah, up the... by the Manchester Evening News, didn't it? The chant, uh, the, the West Brom, uh, West, West Brom, West Tisbury chant. Uh, uh, what, yeah. who, who started it? Uh, well, it's, it started, like, there was um, there was one, because we, we didn't have much sports about five years ago, because as I said, it was... Um, it's mainly like a, an amateur club playing in the Manchester League, so uh, it's about like five years ago we started getting proper sport, and then there was one uh, away game we were playing SC United away in the Manchester Premier Cup, mm-hmm. and like that night, that night seems just to spawn. Like somebody had been on the drink since work, and um, <laughs> that night seemed to uh, seem to spawn about. Did that, chance, chance. did that chance start after they'd gone chips, chips and green, <laughs> mushy peas, and then you went, oh, we're hunting that. We've got to be here. Could you chanting that game? It would have been disastrous. Uh, West Didsbury against Char- uh, and Charlton, sorry. Um, you've got on your Twitter is uh, WD underscore CFC. Is there anywhere else people can get in t- contact with you, mate? Um, yeah, on Instagram, Facebook, the website, Ooh, WDCFC. Um, yeah, and if anybody wants to come down, the next game's like the 22nd of September against Leighton St. Paul Northwich. Uh, we've got a few celebrity fans. Uh, you're talking about Rash before he was down to... to- Two weeks oh, ago. Oh, wow. you might be seeing Picking up some tips, mate. <laughs> That's what it is. Them out to finish. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> thank you very much. Go <laughs> check out the Twitter page. Right. Now, thank you very much, Matthew, by the way. Yeah, oh, they're still going. Keep up, keep up, keep up.
Now they've stopped. Um, Matthew, there's our team of the week. If you want to be involved with the team of the week, you can always get us on Excess uh, Manchester Twitter. Just send us a little tweet and we can uh, we can sort that out for you. Uh, I want to introduce our Wednesday phone, club phone. It. Oh, wow. So the, the us here at Excess Manchester and the Wednesday this. club, we have paid £3.50 for a phone. <laughs> and it this made, this, made this could either be dodgy. the worst or the best idea in radio history. This phone <laughs> is available <laughs> for you to ring whenever you like. You can call it... it no jingle, no. Oh. You can call it night or day. No one will pick up, but you will be sent straight to voicemail. Yeah. What you should do in that voicemail is you should leave us any message you want. Keep it clean. and uh, No rude ones. Try and make it about football. Try and make it about football. After a game, If maybe. you've got a question for Ian, say, or a question for Steve, or, or if you want a job, Or a question for me. Thank yeah. you. How I'm are a, you? Yeah, I'm very well. Uh, or a question about <laughs> football in general. Size, <laughs> extra like extra yeah. large. Large in Primark. Yeah. Uh, used to be large in Primark. What, uh, what time of year do you put your heating on? Are you warm, <laughs> are you warm all year? Or what do you do when you've only got three minutes left of the show? Are you trying to fit more yeah. in than this? Uh, uh, this is all you can do on the Wednesday Club phone. Right, so I'm going to read out the number, but, however, you will be able to find it on Facebook and Twitter, the number for you to call whenever you want. 07503 436 153. Trips off the tongue easily, that. That's oh, really number. <laughs> oh God. As soon as I got the phone, I thought that was the world's hardest number. Oh, <laughs> seven. Behind number. Listen, I'm trying to read it out for the second time. Oh, seven. Oh, seven, five, oh, three, four, three, six, one, five, three. That number will be on our website, it'll be on our Twitter page, it'll be on our Facebook, so you can just call it whenever you want. The thing is, no one might call it and it's a waste of £3.50, but you you know what, people could call it and it'd ne- be the best Next thing. time I am on one of those PPI websites and they put, put your phone number in. Oh, don't, know, don't, don't, don't. That's going to be don't, the number, isn't it, Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> oh, I've got one missed call. Oh, that was me because I lost, I lost the phone oh, mate, come on. Uh, right, I lost it, I couldn't find it anyway. Right, this is Wednesday Club, two minutes left to talk about... <laughs> Talk about the Premier League. So I'll, I'll I'll start this two minutes. Watford. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried, mate. It's, it's coming. It's coming on Saturday. The big test for United. The old Watford. The one we've been dreading. We've been dreading this. Dreading this for years. We have the old Watford. But um, like I say, hopefully they've they've been forewarned because they really need to. They need to up the game and start smashing <laughs> yeah, do, teams do, like do, Watford. Uh, let's talk then about uh, the guys coming back into play. Do you think, personally, that United are going to bag three points now? They need a run of games. Is that going to happen? Or yes, gonna, yes. Is there going to be a run of games, really? I am confident, but I'm also wary of Pogba and his nonsense. I don't... I want to see him off Twitter, off the cameras, and just kicking the ball in the right direction. That's all I want to see. I want to see less of this Twitter activity and more, more points... For you then, Ian, in your one minute, because that was Steve's one minute, here's your one minute. Uh, you've got Manchester City in action uh, over the weekend. You need to get back to winning ways. you one eye on Tottenham against Liverpool, because that will be an interesting game, won't it? Uh, but more focused on getting the three points. Yeah, Fulham at home. It's not it, it, On paper, it looks a fairly easy one. One game, by the it? way, that will be used VAR, but not VAR. You mean it's one of those they're going to test it? Yeah, on. test VAR, but they're not going to so use we'll find VAR. out how wrong the officials got How wrong got they it. were. Hopefully, VHS down there. <laughs> but I, I should, I, 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 I
Yeah, I mean, they've got one or two players in there that are, you know, like Cessignon. Yeah, Cessignon. A player that a lot of people are excited about. And they've got a couple of other players like that, so it'll be interesting to watch them. They don't look as if they're the type of team are going to come apart the bus, so it looks as if it might be a uh, more open game. And hopefully everybody's come back fresh and ready to go, like I mentioned before. So um, you'd hope for a relatively straightforward home win. Gents, thank you very much for the show today. We got time. Is time is up. What's that number again? Oh, seven five zero three four three six one five three. You can ring it. It calls cost a million pounds per minute. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't cost a million pounds. They don't. Just bell it and yeah, and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Steve, thank you very much. Welcome again, Ian. Thank you. My name has been Joe. You've been listening to the Wednesday Club. We'll obviously be back next Wednesday for more. Excess Manchester. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.